Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Nick Irwin, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Shane Eisterhold, Patrick Smith, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick, where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? We try the Michelin star rated dessert with ESRB rating system. Uh, ESRB rating system is the entertainment software rating board. Uh, it's basically loosely based off of the motion picture rating system. Uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what it is, how it came to fruition, and kind of currently how they work to date. So, you know, basically to pass that off, I'm going to let Russ kind of speak on maybe a little bit of the early history and some of the other information of it. So, Russ, you want to give us a little bit of the early history of the ESRB system? Absolutely. So, as Patrick said, this this rating system came kind of from the movie system. It's based off of that, you know, in 1987, that kind of came to play. Uh, along with that, if somebody remembers and can remember uh, what the music industry was going through at that time with mature labels, this was kind of that, this was kind of the 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 culmination of all those things uh, in the 90s, uh, especially when, when gaming started to become a little bit more realistic, even though to our terms they're not. You know, there, there was uh, some things that happened in Wisconsin that kind of led to these things. But the first thing I really kind of wanted to talk about, too, is, is so that everybody understands, we have six ratings. We have E, E, which is 10 plus. We have teen. We have mature 17 plus. We have adults only 18 plus. And then we have uh, rating pending. Uh, these are pretty self-explanatory through each rating. Uh, e for everyone, uh, 10 years and older, that's kind of like your fantasy games, uh, your, your mild violence. There's just some mild language. E for everyone, or I should say at 10 plus, that's kind of like Nick. You know, then we get to the teen version. The teen version is kind of like Patrick. Uh, he can watch himself sometimes. So it's like the contact is it, the, the, the content is usually up to 13 years of age. Again, crude humor, minimal blood, uh, simulated gambling or frequent use of strong language. Then we have the mature 17 plus that I would say is Shane, but there's actually a special rating for Shane and the 17 plus content. That's something that's got a lot of intense violence. We have a lot of gore. We have a lot of sexual content. We have a lot of strong language. Most of these games are definitely not for anybody under 17 years. Then we have the adults 18 plus leisure suit, Larry, things like that. That is Shane's repertoire right there. Shane is all about the adults only, 18+. plus. This, of course, has graphic sexual content, graphic violence, uh, and then maybe even gambling with real currency. Uh, you could actually have an ESRB rating on something that you're actually betting on uh, online because in some places that is legal. And then finally, the rating that's pending, that's pretty obvious. Um, those kind of things just kind of tag on. It's kind of like a, a precursor to a patent or something like that. Like, well, we'll wait till the game gets completely released and then they'll give it. They cannot release a game without a ESRB rating that is actually sanctioned or whatever by the actual board. So uh, that, that you have to take in consideration. Um, but for here, um, we could talk a little bit more extensively about it. Uh, but I'm going to pass it to Nick, uh, see what he has to say on the subject. Uh, we might go a little bit everywhere, everybody, so bear with us because uh, 
this stuff here is just kind of like a, a little trip down memory lane for us. Um, under like, luckily, all of us are mostly to the age where we were at 17 or older when this kind of really became into effect. But you know, we're gonna give it a shot here. Nick, I think the rating system is a good idea. Um, I think it works well. You know, for the most part, some games I think are rated a little higher or less than they should be, but. You know, I think they got a good system here as far as what you can expect in a game. I think that this helps parents and uh, older individuals to determine if a game is worth someone playing, right? As far as what it has in there, just like movies do, you know, you can determine if this movie or game is worth uh, the audiences or who is going to play its attention, and whether it's suitable for them, you know. So I think it's a good system. It, it does need a little bit of work. I mean, there's certain games that I've played, I know, in the past that, you know, have had a certain rating where I feel like it doesn't quite deserve that rating because it's not as uh, exuberant as what the ESRB puts out for that particular game. You know, to, it, it's really to each their own, right? Because these are individuals making a choice as far as what a game, you know, a, 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 a council of people that are making a choice, or a jury, I guess, in, in some sense, that are making a choice as to where uh, this particular game falls, uh, especially for movies as well, where they fall into that rating system. And I think for some... Uh, for some games, they kind of fall into that range, and I can see that. And for other games, it seems like they're a little bit outside the circle as far as making that choice. But the ESRB also works in other countries as well. Uh, I think Australia has something similar to the ESRB, or maybe it is the ESRB. I can't quite remember. There are certain games that aren't justified for that region, and they're a little bit more stricter than they are in the U.S. And even in Europe, there's uh, the ESRB or, or whatever they call themselves over there, uh, which may be the same name or not. I don't know if someone can correct me on what the naming scheme is for those uh, other countries. But, you know, they're a little bit more strict than we are here in the U.S., especially in Japan and all these other places. But they do put these things in place, these procedures in place, that help with, helping consumers determine whether or not um, a, a game or a movie, in this sense, is fit for, or any sorts of entertainment, really, is fit for the person that you're trying to give this piece of uh, entertainment to. So I think it's a good thing. I think it needs a little bit of work. You know, it, it, the ESRB has been around for quite a long time. And it's good that games have this. I think it's a good thing. I do. Uh, just like the movie, you know, the cinema portion of it has it and has had it for a long time, a lot longer than, than games have. But I think it's a good system to have. But I think it needs a lot of work. And I think it still needs a lot of work. There's still a lot of games that fall under uh, criteria that I don't quite agree with. So, you know, that's my opinion with it. But, uh, Patrick, uh, what do you think of the ESRB and, and uh, 
how they rate games. Well, I will say just as a little clarification, the SRB is a North American thing. Um, I think the Philippines also kind of buy into that a little bit, but mostly it's a North American thing. Uh, European uses the Peggy system. You ever seen that pe- rated Peggy or oh, whatever? That, that's the, right. That's, that's, right. Pan- that's that. I, yeah, I knew yeah. there was different systems for other places, but they're they're right. very similar to the SRB. And yes, in that sense, they are. And like Australia uses, uh, what was it? It was like OFLC or something like that. I, yeah. I can't. You know, it's not as popular or whatever. But yeah, I mean, basically North America uses the SRB. To, you know, and then various other things like they'll. You know, I've seen some combination of some of the stuff in North America, too. I've seen, like, the uh, ESRB along with, like, a number that basically has other content to it. It depends on usually, I think, where the game is created. Um, at what You know, they basically say, hey, our origin country is this, and this is our ESRB. You know, and it corresponds with this. Because the ESRB rating is pretty, ex- you know, it's it's hard to classify things in, as Russ said, six categories. But when you actually think about it, it's only five. Because you have E, E10+. Plus, teen m and a so there's really only five so i mean that's a that's kind of a small grouping to basically figure out where your game fits into there so they also have um um, what's the term i'm looking for they basically have um content descriptors that go along with their rating so they'll say hey this game is rated you know m for mature and it contains these content and it's rated mature because it has sexual suggested themes or maybe it's got some blood or violence, you know, so it has a descriptor, a content descriptor along with it, you know, and, and, and I don't know how much this is true because I don't know most of the history, but I remember, I thought I remember back in the nineties when this formed, cause it, they formed in what? 94? 94. Yeah. 94, no. 90, 92 was when they kind of met. 94 was when they. Right. They it was through. basically yeah. like, I think mortal Kombat was one of the big, yeah. big yeah. problems back in the day. And they were like, back, Hey, yeah. 1993, you know, uh, the, Congress got together, you know, because that's who should be making decisions in this country. Jesus. The uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, the Night Trap, and Doom were three games all the parents were worried about. You know, this is the time when rock and roll was, you know, making you worship the devil and crap. So that's what uh, prompted the ESRB to, you know, actually take action and create their own form. Uh, their own group because the Congress is wanting to enact a federal government, a uh, federal uh, department to mandate these things. And well, it, it, it went along with a lot of things back in the day. I mean, if you really push it back even farther to Atari, um, there's a game that most of us probably never saw nor played nor even heard of. And that's, a game by a, a developer, a little-known developer called Mystique. Mystique made a game for the Atari 2600 called <laughs> Beat 'Em and Eat 'Em. And uh, for anybody that uh, wants to go search that, please do at your own risk. Uh, this is an older game, um, but that came out in 1982, and then the string of games that came along with it is all kind of what culminated. Along with, and I don't know if this is in the same right, but it's all around the same time. A gangster rap became popular. Um, things like uh, like uh, Luke Skywalker, uh, you know, Two Life Crew came came to play. All those things kind of came to a, to a head at the same time, and uh, and hence these ESRBs and and record labels were were having to put these mature things on it. So. 
I think, I think in the day, because of the age that we were at, we were like, oh, you're trying to censor games from us. And then as we became adults and as we became parents, we're like, well, I'm kind of glad this is here now. Well, I mean, you know, it leads into that whole within like a 10 year time stamp. We had like the PMRC group, which basically did music rating and that, you know, basically what they they came in in like the 80s. Right. Yeah. To the 80s and basically started putting on labels on on music, you know, explicit lyrics and sexual suggestions and and stuff like that. So, I mean, we you know, it's like it's like the 80s and 90s led into the censorship culture a little bit. So they were like, hey, we need to we need to. What was the the PMRC? Or I think that's what they were. Their biggest thing was uh, what about the children? <laughs> think about the children. That was it. Think yeah. about the children. <laughs> yeah. So it was like you know they got to put in these ratings. So I mean I do agree. It's probably it, they're self regulated. I mean there nobody really regulates them, and they're a nonprofit organization. So I mean we get to see a self regulating system that seems to be working. Nobody's complaining about it. I know recently they amended their ratings uh, a few years back to get rid of a few and add one. Uh, but they also just recently added um, uh, notification for like in-game elements for not necessarily gambling, but like loot boxes and stuff. Well, I can't even remember what the descriptor they use now for that is. Uh, anybody remember what they put on there now? No, for that? I'm trying to think of it. Uh, <sighs> what do they call them? Look at it. They call them uh, interactive elements. That's what it is. That's the word I was trying to look for. Interactive elements. So now they put on if there's interactive elements on their games, which is like loot boxes and crap like that because of all the outrage from that. It's kind of interesting that a self-regulating group got to put themselves in place instead of the government going, okay, we're going to rate and review this. Because, you know, I can imagine how much delay they would cause in the video game world if we had to wait on those guys to issue a rating for video games. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing you definitely want is, is people that have no idea about them to sit and try to to uh, decide what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, what's you know what you should and what you can't play. Those are definitely not the people you want. I mean, these are the people that thought rock and roll was making you worship the devil. Uh, one guy thought uh, Dragon Ball Z was porn. I mean, <laughs> you definitely you definitely want you know smart people in these positions. Right, and I think Sega, you know, back in when this was all coming out, I remember I remember reading basically about. You know, nowadays, when you think about a company or a, an industry that's being, uh, you know, basically being grilled by the by Congress, let's think of currently is like uh, social media. You know, they had the big old congressional oh, yes. grilling on them. They all presented a united front. They didn't basically like they weren't snipping at each other and blaming like Facebook wasn't blaming like this other company. And, you know, and and Twitter wasn't blaming Instagram and stuff like that. But back when all this was going along. Nintendo and Sega were like freaking submarining each other like crazy. They were basically <laughs> yep. like blaming the other the other company for all this stuff and that they were doing this stuff. It's like basically Nintendo or uh, console wars were being brought to to the con to basically Congress, which is kind of weird when you think about that. But basically, those two were infighting while they were being grilled by Congress instead of coming up with. Which I'm surprised it didn't spearhead the whole initiative <laughs> with these guys yeah. doing something like this. So, yeah, I mean, lots of cool stuff. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I as a kid, just rem I don't I don't think when they inceptualized this or when they put it into place, it really did anything. Because I remember back in the day when I was a kid, well, in 94, I was 14 when when they put that on there, I was still able to buy games that were rated M. 
Oh, yeah. What was that? It was, um, it was, yeah, I was just trying to think of that. Uh, it wasn't M, was it? It was, uh, yeah, it was mature. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was mature. Yeah, because you can get yeah. T, T and M back in the day. It was, it was, yeah. EC, it was basically early childhood, kids to adults, teen, mature, yeah. and adults only yeah. back in, back in the yeah. day. And so I remember being able to get mature games when I was 14 and not being carded or anything. And now you can't do that. Most of the time you go into Walmart, you try to buy a game that's rated mature or adults only. They're not going to sell it to some 12 year old or 13 year old kid. Yep. They stop me all the time, (laughs) but now they don't. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, but like I said, back then they didn't prevent you from buying them. At least they didn't when I was a kid, but they do now. So, which is, uh, which is probably a good thing, but uh, you know, parents, without the knowledge of what they're actually buying their kids. That's, that's really where the, you know, the issue comes in. I guess that's I mean, the problem. Yeah. Cause we, I mean, gamers, we're gamers. Yeah, exactly. What you're about to say. We're, if our we're kids gamers, ask us so. for a game. We're going to be like, <laughs> are you old enough to play that? And I would have to gauge the maturity of my child to some of the, some extent, this is basically yeah. the government raising your child for you. Just, I feel some way because some of the time it's just censorship, but all it really does is stop kids from buying it for themselves because as yep. a parent, you can buy it for your kid all day long. And I agree with Shane. If you're not going to take the time to educate yourself on what you're buying your kid, then the government's going to do it for you. And in this case, a nonprofit organization is going to do it for you. That whole sense of personal responsibility has been lofted onto somebody else because they're going to say, all right, this game, since you're not going to take the time to learn what uh, Mortal Kombat is, I'm going to put a rating on here for you to see that this game is rating it, rated M. And you make that decision if you want your child to play rated M stuff. Um, you know, I gauge if my kid asks for something, I gauge the content of the game versus where I view my child's maturity level is at to say yes or no. Because I at some at some aspect every child's different, right? Some children may seem to be further mature in a certain subject or a certain area, you know, whereas, you know, you may be okay with your child seeing gore. Or violence, but you may not be okay with them seeing partial nudity or sexual innuendos. So at yeah. that point, the mature rating is kind of you got to you got to know what you're basically getting into at that point if you want to let yeah. your kid play it. Yeah, you got to teach your kids. You know, there's a difference between reality and fantasy, and you know all those people that are out there blaming video games and movies for uh, these atrocities that these children are playing. You know, quit using everything else as an excuse and realize it's just bad parenting. You cannot, you you cannot just avoid your child and, you know, and watch them turn into really messed up people and not try to, you know, do something for them. That's why these other kids are shooting up schools and stuff. Well, I mean, it goes don't back blame to everything. everything else. <laughs> it goes back to any rating system, you know, and it's yeah. at what point do you say it's OK? I mean, because. I know plenty of parents who won't buy their kid a mature rated video game, but they'll buy them that CD or they'll buy them that album on iTunes or something. And it's rated explicit. And when you listen to it, you're like, wow, you're okay with your kid listening to that, but you're not okay with them playing a video game that's violent or has some cussing in it. Um, So, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. I remember when I was a kid, my parents only censored me from one thing. That was sex. We were censored from sex. We weren't censored from violence, from gore, any of that type of stuff. We were allowed to watch gory movies, violent movies, you know, for the most part, uh, a little bit of nudity was okay, but like gratuitous nudity was not okay. We watched, we watched Friday the 13th movies when I was a kid. Now, come on, there's nothing that's more gory and all that stuff 
basically they didn't the only thing that they didn't have in there was softcore porn you know and higher. i think that's where i saw my first boo was in friday 13 i would probably you know? say the same thing you know and we weren't Matt, we weren't we weren't censored from that type of stuff we were just told that you know that certain things are okay at certain points in your life and that this is just fake it's make-believe it's movies yeah. it's meant to entertain people so at some point you have to parent your children and, and you determine what level of censorship they need like i i only censor my child from uh, right now my child is censored from nudity and sex um, for the most part, I try to censor what she hears, but at some point that's just coddling them and they don't learn the difference of what's okay versus not. So I try to take the stance of my child is that that's a movie. That's not real. You're not supposed to be talking or speaking like that because that's not, that's not for you. You know, you, you're not, you need to understand why that's a bad thing and not a good thing. And that's how you have to understand. My kid knows what a cuss word is that my kid knows they're not supposed to cuss, you know? So yeah. yeah. My- my children hear me curse, but they're not running around doing it because they know what if I cuss, it's, uh, you know, because I'm either angry, I stub my toe, or I stub my toe and I'm angry. Or Shane's you just know. talking. <laughs> or I'm just talking. I do have a little bit of a language thing. Uh, but, you know, they say people who curse are smart. Well, they're so wrong, Russ, but. <laughs> Russ, you have an adult daughter. What was your censorship like? Because, I mean, basically. I, I don't know. Bella wasn't a very big gamer, was she? I mean, not no, until she no. probably she was always a Nintendo. She was always yeah. a Nintendo gamer. So, I mean, with Nintendo, I mean, the the worst game is probably Teen on Nintendo that are that are major titles. I mean, Animal Crossing, Mario games, those are all at most Teen. Uh, and so I never had to really worry about that. She was never uh, interested in PlayStation or Xbox. Uh, until she got older, and then at uh, when she got older, I didn't have to worry about it then. Um, a lot of things that, that we sent, I mean, you know, we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times. It's really hard for me to compare my child because I got blessed by some strange thing that, you know, by, I got blessed by God that, that I had a good kid. I mean, she wasn't interested in those things. We watched, when we watched TV, well, I do remember this. Everybody remembers Limitless, the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper. And stuff yeah. like that. Like, so she, I think she was about maybe 12 at the time and they stuck a needle in his eye or whatever it was. And, and, uh, at my time the wife came in and she saw that she's like, I can't believe you're late. What? At 12, I knew that she was cognizant of what was real and what was not. And she would close her eyes or she wouldn't look if it grew, if it was too gruesome for her. And so I gave her the ability because she was a very intelligent child. But again, I didn't bring home like 40 movies that were all gory and say, you have to watch all these, you know, or, or I'm going to watch these. And I guess, I guess she was her own kind of police agent in that sense. And, and I think I was smart enough to, to know, or at least take a second to look up. I mean, that was what I was going to add into this conversation just a second ago was, so as you guys were talking, I said, I wonder what it takes to find, what exactly the ESRB is for a game like let's take just some some more recent games let's take Jedi uh Fallen Order right I was like I wonder how long that game's been out for a little bit how long it took me no more than 40 seconds to find out the rating the content descriptors the interactive elements and the rating summary it took me it took me a second and just for example it, it I it's right here it's Teen, mild language, no interactive elements, which 
that's what Patrick was talking about a little bit earlier. And they said this this is an action game in which players assume the role of a Jedi and gives you a small summary. So as a parent, you know, I know that I know that Shane kind of got on a soapbox for a minute, but as a parent, if anybody has a smartphone, which everybody does, don't act like you don't, like there's no excuse not to know what the game is. So in the end, it should be the parents' decision and it should be the parents' understanding of the game, movie, music that their children are watching, listening to, or playing, and 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 make that conscious decision. Isabella watched all of the Stargate series. That's something that me and Patrick talk about a lot. Like she was ages what, ten to twelve? I think it was somewhere in the, I think I think we went and it was it was she was 12 years old at the time. And there uh, that first episode obviously I did not allow her to watch the nudity in the very first episode if everybody remembers that was on Showtime there was some nudity there but beyond that the show got to a point where it, there was nothing like that there was like some gore and some you know shrimp coming out of some stomachs and stuff like that. <laughs> But, you know, other than that, it was fine. So for me as a parent, I have a little bit of an a anomaly as a child. But at the same time, I was also always on top of what she's listening to, what she's reading, what you know, all that stuff, so that I could, if I had to step in, I could. Yeah, like I said, so and Nick, you've got two kids that are, that are younger. I guess your kids, one of your kids is as old as, as mine, and then your other one's, you got a young, young one. What, how do you, do you use these to censor what they play or do you more know they ask for something and you basically know what they're asking for and can understand that yes or no, they can play it. How do you, how do you use these systems? Being that I'm a gamer myself, I know, I, to give some context to any listeners, I know everything about games. <laughs> Not to put myself out there as like some, but I do. I mean, I research them all day. I look them up. I mean, like you know, we, most of the time when a friend is asking about a game, they usually come to me, right, and ask about like, hey, what do you think of this game, or what do you, you know, whatever. Because I, I just that's the person I am, right. For me, when it comes to the kids, is when they want to play a certain game, I already know what the rating is. And I already know what's involved in it. So, you know, for me, it's like, really, it comes down to not necessarily that, but just, uh, you know, I I guess necessarily that. But, you know, I already know what's in it. I already know what's involved. I I already know what its rating is. So, for me, when I'm playing it is, like you said, Patrick, are they mature enough to play this game? And so I make that determination based on how I know my kids, right? Exactly. I, right. You know, just like any parent, they're going to know their kids better than anybody else. So if they feel like their kids can understand and take this type of game, you know, the ESR ba- ratings are good for a parent that doesn't know or for a person who doesn't know. But, you know, each individual parent or person depending on what game they're going to play or what game they're going to allow someone to play, uh, needs to take that in, needs to take the rating into consideration, but also needs to take their own experience into consideration. You know, as a parent, even though in the, it's the same sense with the movie, right? 
even with a movie or with a game, you need to do your own research. You know, there, it's twofold uh, in the sense where, yes, for movies, music, games, they have these rating systems, but you as a parent needed to take that time to do the research for whatever it is that you're want your child to listen to or experience and determine if your child is uh, mature enough to experience these things. If they are, great. Go for it. If they're not, then don't. You know? Right, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. I think the biggest thing I use the SRB for myself is is for like securing consoles for my children. That's about the only thing that I use it for. Be, you know, because I as same as Nick, because I I know I research video games a lot and I know most of the content that's come out. And if my kid asks for a specific video game, I have a tendency to look into it if I don't know anything about it. What is this video game? So I, I use them to restrict content. So I tell, you know, you could do parental locks on consoles, just like everything else in life. You can do parental console, parental locks. So that's the only reason I use them right now, because I can set my console to be basically my kid can't play anything that's rated for anyone over the age of, you know, you can set an age content restriction. So it'll say, hey, you know, this your child can play anything that's rated up to 14 or and then if they need to if they want to play something 14, they can ask. And when they ask, it sends an email to like my phone and says, hey, your child wants to play this game. And I'm like, do I know this game? What do I need to look at? You know, and, and I can make a suggestion. It, it takes it takes the parental, just like you said, research, because a lot of people let kids play stuff and not know what they are. Because one thing that always gets me is I will pay for a perfect example. Roblox. Anybody here know what Roblox is rated as? Uh, I believe it's teen, isn't it? I would assume teen, right. if not mature. But most kids, most parents let their kids play Roblox, not knowing what's in this game. Um, yeah. And Roblox is one of those things where you have to open it up to allow your kids to chat online, listen online. It's rated, just so you know, Roblox is rated E10. <laughs> really? I'm I would surprised. assume Roblox is rated higher because there's Since some it's creator content. Well, because right. there's some games my my kids play Roblox, but but, but what's and funny? There's some levels that have yeah. music that is that's as I was gonna say yeah. is, but you have to understand ESRB does not rate music, and they will actually put that on the content uh, as a user interact. Uh, one of the things that they put on there is that, uh, and I suppose that's how I was getting around to this is that yes, while they do rate all this stuff, they don't rate music, so they'll put like Roblox is is kind of interact in there. Uh, it has user interact and all that stuff, but also the ESRBs have a little bit of fine text that says online music is not rated by the ESRB. So people put these music in their, these their, you know, basically their uh, their creator content. The content that they put in, the music they put in, usually isn't allowed anyway because they're not licensed. They're copyrighted music, yeah. but it's just rap songs and all this stuff. So parents have to understand what their kids are playing because. Uh, it's rated E10, so you're 10 year old. If you go by those systems, you say, "Oh, my kid's 10 or my kid's 11. I'm gonna let them play Roblox." Well, Roblox has content created by anybody that can be put yep. in there, and some of the content is extremely questionable. I've gotten in, I've walked in and saw my kid playing. So I'm like, "What are you playing?" And I'll sit there and I'll watch it, and I'll be like, "I don't think so. Let's not play this room anymore," and lock the room out for her, you know. Or I've heard music coming out there. For the most part, I don't, I don't like I said, don't restrict music, but sometimes music is just. Is over the top, and when I mean Three, over the six top, mafia, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it's just you know, it's, <laughs> the WAP song, right? You know, it's just stuff that I don't even, you know, regardless if I like it or not, at some point something is just not okay for a twelve-year-old or eleven-year-old to listen to, and I'm just like, mm, 
you know, I try not to censor a lot of that stuff, but at some point when all it is is, you know, talking about sex and, and banging and hair pulling and, and all this stuff, I'm just like, no, 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 you're not mature enough for this. She's, a little girl shouldn't be listening to this because it's just too much for her to process at this point. And, you know, online interaction, that was my biggest thing with Roblox for me was the online interaction because you can't control that. You basically have to open it up for chat from friends or, you know, you can lock it down a little bit more granular, but you as a parent have to just stay engaged. Just because a game says it's rated at something doesn't mean that it's, you're going to be okay with it because you can go to ESRB for Roblox and ESRB just says one thing, E10 everybody, fantasy violence with user interact. That's it. That's all that's in there. And so yep. you, if you don't understand what Roblox is, you have basically let your 10 or 11 or 12 year old into a unrestricted world of somebody else's own content creation. They create the worlds, they create the levels, and I will say the majority of it is non-harmful. But there is people out there who are just sick individuals who make stuff that's yeah. not kid-friendly. And I the, was the about to say that. It's the, the, the really good aspect. Right. The community is really good about reporting stuff and getting rid of it and stuff like that, but that doesn't prevent your child from seeing it, you know? Well, the, on PlayStation, they have something similar called Rec Room. Right. Rec Room is if VR or non-VR. And it's the same thing as Roblox. And it's rated E for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And they can include things like foul you know, language in, in uh, music tracks. And you're just talking to individuals who can spout off, you know, uh, garbage. garbage. Yeah. yeah. So. so so I'll just say the ESRBs are kind of a nice guideline, but they're just like everything else in life. You have to know what your children are doing because adults – we don't care about ESRB. As an adult, I don't give. I don't care about ESRB rating. I'm like, whatever. It's rated adults, rated M. It's, if it looks good to me, I'm gonna play it. If it says everyone, I don't care. If it looks good to me, I'll play a game meant for a 12 year old or a 10 year old. If as long as it looks interesting to me, I don't care. As a parent, you got to do your due diligence. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna so say. You it's got to look into what content. You know, if you care enough, you've got to look into what content your kids are watching and. These rating systems are there, you know, for that. But they're there as a, as a, uh, yeah, exactly. It's a starting point. You know, they're not there to say this is the end all be all. You as a parent have to take the responsibility to look into these things and say, is this good for my child or not? Yeah, you right. you raise your kid, not uh, not ESRB, not the music companies, not the government. You raise your kid. You can't depend on on these ratings for a video game when you've got to calculate the human aspect of it. Because I mean, how well, often it's have not you heard it's some just video games either? It's music. Well, yeah, and movies. music, movies, yeah. But yeah. that's what I'm saying is you, you you can't depend on that when you have the human aspect, especially of the video game. It's I mean, how many times have you heard some really yeah, really bad say. stuff? I would <laughs> on, say that yeah. I would say you're pretty good to follow the ESRB unless you see one thing on there. Online. Online. If you see the word online, act, you know, online action activities, then you should know right away that you need to research what you're doing online. If it has online chat, online, any of that stuff, then you have to be cognizant of what that is. You can block some of that stuff, but some games like Roblox won't function if you block certain aspects. Like Roblox, I had to go in and open up a little bit more than I felt comfortable with at the time. You know, when I when she wanted to play it, 
And so I'm like, okay, I, I kind of feel that she's okay at this point. And I only unlocked it for her to start playing last year. So, you know, and, and that's how much of it that I didn't trust because I had seen some of this stuff. I mean, we, uh, people prey on children to no extent, like, uh, you know, YouTube and all this stuff, people prey on children and not necessarily in a sexual way, but just as a harmful way. Like we had the whole Momo thing come around. What was it last year where people were scaring children with the whole Momo thing. And I'm like, why just to get a rise out of some kids you don't know because you're a, a horrible mean person what's going on you know you yeah. think it's worth some laughs to scar children or whatever but so you have to be careful with online some are, things yeah are, are, some people just don't have you know they're just mean you know yeah you know for for briar which is my daughter you know she'll play roblox but you know i'm, I'm okay with her playing roblox because all that stuff she ignores I mean, she literally ignores. She never spouts off any of that stuff that goes on in there. Like, for her, it's all role-playing as a princess, right? And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's you know? so, to do, too. <laughs> yeah, that's it. that's it for her. So everything else that's going on, she doesn't care about. It's, it's all about role-playing as a princess. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, and it, when bad music or whatever comes on, like, anything, even if there's something bad, and probably the same for you, for you and your daughter, Patrick. Like anything that comes on that's bad, immediately, like if I say like, "Hey, don't listen to that," she immediately gets off, right? Yeah. Like, don't listen to that. No, let's get off of that. She's like, "Okay, fine, I'll get off of that, and I'll go to something else." Right, because they know that if they don't, then they don't get to play at all. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, the main thing though is, you know, for your daughter and probably mine is they want to role play as a princess, and that's really what. They, that's the, that's the gist of that's what they're trying to get out of Roblox. Right. Yeah, she wants to play a mermaid or a princess or something stupid, and I'm like, what? Right. You know, something that's fun for her that I don't that I'm not interested. In. And yeah, right. but I just made sure that I monitored what she was playing, and and I have, you know, I have apps that tell me what she played, how long she played it, or whatever. And I, and for the most part, I don't I don't bother what she plays with because, like I said, I know video games and TV's kind of the same way. You know, I don't. I, she's not outright interested in watching gory, scary movies, so I don't have anything to worry about there. She's into the whole. She's a girl, so she's into all the teen drama stuff and all that kind right. of stuff. So yeah. I'm usually all right with that. Um, some shows I'm like, question. Some shows stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you should watch that. And she's like, okay, I won't watch it. You know that type of stuff. I'm not naive to think that she'll never watch it, but I'm just at the point where she somewhat understands that I don't think she's old enough, and she understands that concept because she'll often ask well when is old enough you know so you know so, so she when understands i feel like ask. you know personally having a boy and a girl i feel like girls understand that concept more than boys they like boys would be like are... boys are like i don't care and girls are why like not? okay yeah why? yeah yeah why not Girls <laughs> like you know you tell them something and girls are like okay i won't watch it then you know <laughs> it's like oh okay and you tell your son and he's like well why not yeah, yours, yours haven't hit the teenage years, buddy. Yours haven't hit those ages yet. Uh, neither has your boy. Uh, no, but, the same age. but my, so my we'll boy... get the same thing at the same yeah. time. No, because my boy is going to your house when he starts that shit stuff. <laughs> but, you know, all this is just to basically say that the ratings are a good starting position, in my opinion. If you don't know anything about video games, the ratings are a good starting position. Uh-huh. And if you have a kid that's under the age of 10... You know, you're pretty safe with everyone, but you need to watch out for those descriptors that are on there. So if you have like the word interactive element, you probably need to look at 
that because especially the interactive element one because that's stuff like in-game purchases uh loot boxes user interact which means they can interact with other people uh some games actually share locations and displays stuff like that and some of them even give kids unrestricted access to the internet via browser and stuff like that so you just have to be careful with the if you see interactive elements on there like all things it's a good starting position if you're solely relying on the esrb to determine whether your kid can play something or not you probably need to rethink that process because it is a nonprofit organization a group of people that say hey if you tick off these certain boxes you're getting it so if you basically so if we say hey your content descriptor has violence and that's it and it will give it an etet which if you look at it the violence may be worse than what you're expecting but it's giving an e10 plus because it's just rated for violence it hasn't have gore and blood or anything but it may have some pretty rough violence in it. So it's all a starting point, in my opinion. The SRB is pretty good for a self-regulated system, and I'm surprised the government's let them self-regulate still to this day. And they've it's even because streamlined they the do process. a better job. It's they do well, a good job with it, and they don't cost the government money. The government it, still monitors them, but uh, I mean, as long as they're you know, as long as they're clicking with what the government wants for the most part, the government's going to leave them be. They're just a company trying to do what they think is best, but, you know, they may not, you know, a couple of notable things, you know, about the ESRB is that they're not infallible. I mean, does everybody remember the um, the um, Rockstar coffee game that was hidden in the game that caused a big old ESRB issue? Yep. I remember coffee. They had yeah, a hidden, the they had a hidden mini game. Yeah, they had a hidden mini game in that one. And basically... It was removed, supposedly removed from the game, but not. It was still just buried in the code, and somebody had found it and basically published it and basically told people how to unlock it. And Congress was like, "What is this? This is, you know, this is <laughs> bad." And so basically, um, you know, uh, Rockstar tried to blame it on the modders, and you know, basically it came out that that wasn't the modders' deal. And then like there was an issue with um, Oblivion. That's what it was. It was Oblivion, where basically Oblivion had their rating changed from M to T because they updated the graphics so the blood looked more realistic. So, I mean, at, so there's, like, heavy hands both ways. Like, in my opinion, Elder Scroll Oblivion is not a mature game. It's a teen game. No. You know, but it, it has a mature rating because they made the blood look a little bit more realistic when it, with an update. So they had their rating change. So, I mean, at some point, you know, it is a, it is a, a level of human error or human interaction with this because they can say, hey, you know... This game's mature because we think the blood looks too real, or, or hey, you know, the San Andreas hid nudity in their game and didn't, you know, didn't tell anybody about this, and you know, and stuff like that. So now ESRB does check for hidden things in games now, from my understanding, because of that. It almost, it almost created a big issue with the ESRB in Congress over that, you know. Uh, well, well, plus, you know, it all comes down to uh, those in the ESRB's determination of that, right? Because right. you think about it, they're just a group of people, and this is what they think. It all comes down to what they think, right? And same right. thing with movies and music, it's just what they think. Now, whether or not a movie or a piece of music is as mature or or has the things that, it, that it's stated to have uh, as an individual, is it, it's all indifferent right you know i mean you might think that oh this game you know or this piece of music or this movie has this where i think that no it really doesn't i mean maybe it has a few spurts of it but i wouldn't really call it that 
right? So as an as a group, as the ESRB is, as a group of individuals, they all have to come to a consensus that this game or or whatever has this particular thing in it, and we should rate it this because of those things, and we should exert these uh, aspects of the game because of those things. And whereas you as an individual may find that, you know, those things are not, that those things are incorrect, or in your opinion, those things are not right. So, you know, again, regardless of what the ESRB says, it all comes down to an individual basis, you know, what you think as an individual. Your child, yeah, exactly. I will say, you know, the ESRB serves a purpose in, in, uh, you know, it serves Agreed. a purpose. A Agreed. purpose, and the purpose is is it serves a couple of purposes in my opinion. It serves the purpose of having giving you a starting point to see if your child is capable of handling some game like this. It also serves a purpose of keeping the government's hands out of our video games. I mean, yeah, if, I agree. If we don't, if we don't have this governing this non bias, I don't know how non biased they are, but this non government entity watching over this game system, we're going to get the government to step in and the government's going to step into the point to where they do with everything. They just screw it up. They're going to basically come in and they're going to heavy hand everything. And they're going to say, you can't put this out. We're not going to give you a rating system. You can't put this out. If you put this out, if you put an adults only game out, it can't be sold in Walmart. It can't be sold in Target. It can't be sold anywhere where kids can see it. The government overreaches. That's what they do. So we have to have an organization. Games on the black market. Right. All you know, and, and it's getting a little bit because what'll end up happening is is that what'll end up happening is if stuff like that happens and the government says you can't sell a game that's rated adults only anywhere where kids can see it, what do you think happens to your digital dashboard on Microsoft? You can't buy a digital adult rated video game anymore because kids can see it. So you can't go on Xbox and buy a game rated adults only. Uh, right. Granted, there's well, not a whole lot of I mean, adults only related titles, but you what's going to mm-hmm. happen if that were the case is we're going to end up buying your games overseas right yeah or else we'll be you know you have to go to the adult you know? store you have to go to the adult video store just to buy you know grand <laughs> the theft xbox, auto or something uh, xbot up the road <laughs> yeah just to buy an adult rated video game you're looking Why for adult, you're looking yeah. for adult videos no i'm actually looking for adult video games oh and it's in that corner <laughs> we might get the pokemon the... snap back there <laughs> might be uh might be a boon to the adult industry, right? The adult uh, video, the adult videos, and those type of industries, because they'll get to sell more product. You know, all those video gamers got to walk in and go to the back. Video games on the back wall. <laughs> got to walk to the whole the store to get wall. your video behind games. the curtain, right? <laughs> you got to go all no. the way in the back, past all the sex dolls and all that stuff to get to that. So, you know, it's it it, it serves that purpose. So it's a good starting point for parents who don't know anything about video games. Um, and if you have a kid who's interested in video games, you're a parent, you should learn about video games. It's only going to help you. And it gives you that little bit of interact with your child about what they're playing and, you know, why they like this type of stuff. It'll give you a little bit of insight into what your child's into as well, because I know what my kid's into, because every time I see what she's playing on Roblox or something, I'm like, oh, it's mermaids this week. Oh, it's fairies this week. Oh, it's this that week. And you're just like, okay, you know. Uh, it's beheadings. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, well, we're going into little Friday the 13th action. She likes to play Jason all the time now. What, what does that say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she wants to, always wants to play the bad guy. <laughs> Why do you want to play the bad guy? I just like hacking their head off. <laughs> so, yeah, my daughter's the same way. It's you know, a stress reliever. Uh, not the Friday the 13th part, but she likes the, uh, you know, fairies and, and princesses and, you know, everything that's girl, girl-centric. Yeah. But, yep. You know, you got to keep Roblox is a fun 
uh, it's a fun place for kids to be in a sense, and but it also has some bad things in it, right? So right. it's 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 a combination. So you as a parent, just you know, like I said, you gotta really just keep your eye on those things, you know. There might there exactly what you said, Patrick. There's certain rooms uh, or game modes that she goes into, and I'm like, nah, you shouldn't be playing this. But there's other ones that are really good, you know. I mean, it's Roblox is a hard one to 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 uh, nail down because there are some really good games in Roblox that are really nice. They don't have anything bad, and they're all around just good games for kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the majority of them are that way. It's just, you yeah. know, you have a few bad apples and they're they're trying to ruin the game. And I mean, that's with anything. I mean, take another perfect example is, you know, we'll talk about Minecraft. That's an everyone E10 plus game. But I've gone into rooms where people create just, you know, like it's a it's a it's Legos for digital ages. What they are. But you can create anything you want. And I've gone in there and just seen people create giant. Cu- yeah. And giant cuss words and, and, and boobs and stuff like that. And you're just like, OK. It's probably some immature child who just created all this stuff. Whatever. We've all been there. I think or a lot a of us. Or a 30 year old kid. Yeah. I was going to say, the four of us are still immature and would do that stuff. But, you know, it would be in a privacy game of us four. You know, we still do <laughs> childish and mature things in video games because we can, you know, and we're old enough to do this stuff. But, you know, I don't want my daughter to, to jump into a game where it's just, yeah, you know, a room we're where not it's just garbage. Share. Yeah, we definitely. We're not going to share, share with, with the four of us, but that's about <laughs> it. That's about yeah. the extent. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's us, you know, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to go, we're not going to let our children come into our recreation of the stabbing cabin or something, you know, (laughs) you know, so I'm not even coming in there. (laughs) You already did. Uh, But, you know, so, you know, it's, you just got to be mindful and and there's nothing wrong with seeing what they're playing. Cause I just, I come sometimes go in my kid's room, like which map you play? Cause she plays Roblox all the time. I buy her games, but she plays Roblox and Roblox, uh, <laughs> Roblox, you know, you know, is old and she's had it for a while. And I'm like, hey, you want a new game? And we'll get a new game. And a couple hours later, I go back in there and she's playing Roblox. So I just go in there and be like, which map are you doing? And show me what you do in this one, you know. And she'll show it to me. And you know, for the most part, you know, I can I can sometimes tell if she's playing something that she doesn't think she's supposed to because she becomes a little bit defensive about it. Um, and you know, for the most part, when those things come along, it's because they have bad music in it or something like that. And she knows she's like, I really want to play this because I get the put on costumes on my character, but they have a, a lewd song playing or something as the background music. And so, you know, she knows what's right and wrong. And for the most part, I think that she can handle that stuff, but it's just something that I don't think that, you know, she thinks she can handle it and I don't, And but I overrule that. So <laughs> <laughs> as the parent, I mean, that's the way we're supposed to do, right? We're their parent, oh, yeah. not their friend. You know, you can be their friend when they get older or later on in life. But right now my job is to be their parent and keep them straight rather than letting her do what she wants and, and you know, which creates bad habits that translate into bad habits as an adult. Yeah, you got to be the vegetable. You can't always be the candy. Exactly, you know? right? right. And that's what I tell my kids, too. You know, I'm your parent. I'm not your friend. Right. You know, and that's the thing. I, I, I'm not even your parent. <laughs> I'm not even your parent. That's the <laughs> thing you got to keep in mind. You know, you, you got to keep with them. But, I mean, that's a parenting thing. But, I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to just watch those things. You know, keep an open mind. Some things are not as bad as you think they are. And, you know, some things, it just depends on your child. You know, you know your child as a parent. So, you know what they can and cannot, you know, uh, see or experience. So, if you think your kid cannot uh, handle 
something that they're playing or they're seeing or they're listening to, then don't let them. You know, you're the parent. As much as they, you know, some kids may argue and 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 be mean about it, they're still gonna listen to you because they're afraid of what you're gonna do if they don't, right? So, you know, and it's that's the same for any kid, right? Even when we were kids, you know, it, even if our parents went to us and said, "Hey, you shouldn't be listening to that or watching that or whatever," you know, you're gonna be afraid. I remember. So, just to go back to some story time, story time from Nick. Um, Whenever 9-11 happened, I was playing Counter-Strike, and my dad was like, you should be playing that game, you know, I mean, he was all, the ter- you're playing the terrorist and stuff like that, and I was just like, Dad, this is a game, it came out way before 9-11 happened, it has nothing to do with it, so, you know, after that, he was just like, well, I don't think you should be playing it, and I, I, I understood what he was talking about, but it was a sense of, I get what you're saying, but I don't, you know, for me, I'm old enough, because I was old enough at the time, I don't put two and two together, right? What happened then and this game have no, no correlation. Or correlation. Right, the game's not training you to be a terrorist. Right. I mean, every parent has those type of things. You know, like I said, my parents yeah. were never big on, on censoring anything except for, like, uh, gratuitous se- you know, sex or, like, gratuitous nudity, like the whole scene they're running around naked or whatever. My parents... But my dad had a real strong aversion to Beavis and Butthead. Like, that was, like, his worst <laughs> thing you could ever watch on TV as a kid. So, I mean, you know. Jacking up my stool, hey? Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Hell, my and dad I took remember... me to a donkey show. <laughs> I, love, I love Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> but, but like I said, that was my dad's only big qualm of anything that I ever watched to the point where he said you're not allowed to watch it. And that was the only thing when I was a kid that I could ever remember him saying you weren't allowed to watch it that didn't contain the two no-nos like gratuitous nudity or sex. That was the, and I didn't ever understood it. And, you know, and I went behind his back and did it as a kid and I got busted for it. Cause I fell asleep one night that they had a Beavis and Butthead marathon and he woke up. The, he, I woke up to him turning off the TV, just staring at me. And I'm like, oh, I messed up. <laughs> I'm busted. He said, Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> never into sentence in a preposition board. You're a federal agent. <laughs> but yeah, you know, that was my dad. So, you know, but like I said, educate. We all say educate yourself on the video game your child wants. Just because it's rated within their rating, don't trust that. I mean, think of like the new, the adult only rating. There's only like 29 games that have that rating. 29 games that are rated adult only, and video games have been around forever. Yeah, and they've so, and they're never on consoles. That's where and there's a line on that. There's no AOs uh, on consoles. I thought is not the is none of the leisure suit Larrys on console. I thought the no, I yeah, but leisure, none of those are are, are under AOs. Is, but uh, I think the la- not the last one, but the one before last was on consoles. But it wasn't an AO rating. No, they they dubbed the, them the, down. The, the leisure suits compared to when they were came so, out, it came out initially are way more tame than they used to be. So the new one, the one that came, well, I should say the one that came out in 2014, the Leisure Suit Larry Magna Cum Laude is rated adult only on consoles. The Magna so, Cum Laude? Yeah, that one's rated adults only. I played that one. I don't remember it being AO. Yeah, it's yeah, adults it's only. Like, well, Steam has a lot of adult only ones. Well, yeah, Steam, <laughs> we is, know Steam got nasty. <laughs> Steam's got some nasty stuff. Don't look at Steam, people. Yeah, Nick's got a wish list. Unless on you're there, really like, into that, yeah, it's, it's all on my list, wish list. Yeah, and quit sending it to everybody, Nick. And Patrick Next was supposed game. to buy me a game. 
<laughs> yeah, we're supposed to, isn't it? Like, yeah. So, yeah. If you go to the ES, well, see now the ESRB. Okay, so the ESRB on PlayStation and Xbox. I thought they put it as mature. Seventeen, yeah, seventeen plus. Yeah, I thought it was mature because uh, that game. Uh, mm. uh, well, I mean, they have a new release to Larry. That's oh, not. So you're wrong. You're wrong, Shane. Thrill Kill on PlayStation. Thrill Kill. Oh, I remember Thrill that Kill one. Thrill Kill did not true. come out though. But it's still Thrill got a rating. Kill. It's still but got a rating. It got a rating, yes. but it never Thrill came out Kill because of the rating. Yeah, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So also, also, Grand Theft Auto like San Andreas got um got rated as adult only as well. Seriously, remember, in America. Remember the remember, this remember the worst gun. <laughs> That's the worst one. Hot coffee is the reason though. But oh, the right. game was out before the hot coffee mod, so they had to. The mod, hot it. coffee was not a mod. Hot coffee was in the game. Yeah, it, well, was, it wasn't. Yeah, a mod. but you had to break. You had to break or mod the game to get the coffee. You had to it expose was, the code. Yeah, it was literally. It was literally called the hot coffee mod. What the mod? All the mod did was just uh, access the code. Open That's it. Yeah. Problem. So the, it, basically, they were an M game, and they got moved up to adult only. But like I was just to say, there's 29. Adult rate, adult only rated video games because most people well, rock, don't. <laughs> Rockstar, <laughs> but you know, yeah, and and only and just to say that the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas they were originally mature and got raised up to that because of that, uh, because of that hidden thing in the video game and that caused a big hoopla. But uh, and the other one was a non-released game and that was Thrill Kill. It was canceled, yeah. but they got far enough to get a rating, so um, it was shelved. Well, it was only shelved. It was emulate. shelved. Yeah, it was shelved due to because of the buyout by Virgin, I believe. By like yeah. I've so. seen Thrill Kill uh, gameplay and stuff, and it's not. I mean, for the time, yes, it was for the been. time. But, but I mean, hell, Bully was probably just nowadays, It is like tame compared to the stuff we have nowadays. Right. So uh, I mean, it's but, just it, they serve a purpose. You know, we, we got got around a little bit some other stuff, but the ESR beating ESRB rating serves a purpose. Two of them, in my opinion. It keeps the government off the back of the video game industry, and then it gives parents a place to start. That's a key word. Right. Start. And that, that's the main key word, a place to start. You know, that's for anybody listening, that's the main thing, right? You know, for anybody new to the ESRB that may be listening, that it, it is a place to start, right? It's not the end-all, be-all. So don't think of it as that way. Just think of it as a way of, giving you an idea of how the game is. And it's up to you as a parent and as an individual to determine if this piece of content is good for the individual that you're giving it to or not. So, I mean, yeah. And and if you're not from the U S make sure you understand where you're from. If you're from the European countries, it's Peggy and, you know, and from Australia, you got the other ones, but just know where you come from. Your video game rating system is probably different than what we're using here in North America, but they're all pretty much the same thing. It's a starting place, just like we always say. Learn about right. learn. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. You know, learn about. Like, this is turning into a your kids' subject, but learn about what your kids are into because then that will help you out as a parent. And you know, just if your kids into this, they're going to more likely play video games related to this, or you know, Be involved stuff like that. in your kid's life. Yeah. <laughs> Spend time with your children. Spend time with your children. This is a PSA. <laughs> a PSA. ESRB turned into a PSA. But yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it comes from. You know, I mean, all the uh, rating systems that we have are, are, are essentially that. You know, they're just a starting point for people to provide the content to those individuals they want to or not. 
and it gives them a good starting point. You know, if an album has a mature rating, you'll listen to the album. You know, if you if your son or daughter wants to listen to it, listen to yourself. You might find that you know, because sometimes, sometimes uh, like for CDs and stuff or albums, uh, they might get mature rating because they say the F word a few times, right? And so you as a parent might find that okay, the F word gets thrown out there occasionally, but it's not that bad, and so you're okay with your kid listening to it, right? As and long you, as they know the difference. Yeah. But and you may be a parent who's okay with as many F words as they want to spew out. If every word is an F word, right. you may be one of those parents. But you I, may be one of those parents who are not okay with the sex and the innuendos, and you know, so right. vice versa. You yeah, know, I can handle those, blood, you know, not to handle the dirty words. Get, some of those things that get mature ratings. You know, might have the F word like four times in the entire thing, right? It's really, it's, it's really kind of out there. You know, you never know what the ESRB or any other rating system is going to give a mature rating to, uh, depending on what the circumstance is. I mean, I've seen it before with albums that have, uh, you know, that, uh, what is that, uh, what do they put on there? Mature content or that little red, that little black label that they put on the front of the uh, yeah, album. I can't remember what it's called, but basically where they have cuss words in, in, in the songs, you know, and there's some albums where they'll have that sticker on there and, or mature content, I think it says, or something like that. And, you know, the whole album, there's like four times where the F word is phrased, right? And you're like, well, that's not really that bad, you know? So, you know, it's just what the individuals at the ESRB or any, any writing system thinks you know, at the time that they're playing the game or listening to the music or watching the movie or whatever the case may be, you know, I'm really surprised that books don't have some sort of rating system. Well, they do, but that's something that's highly yeah. regulated by, you know, because books are rated based off of your reading level. So <laughs> I assume if your well, reading yeah, level is a one, like, you're not going to give a child a... Right, but, but not mean, gonna have, they don't have a yeah. mature rating or anything like that. Yeah, they, you, well, if they're talking TNA and Dr. Seuss, there's something going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> would you do it on a plane would you do it on a train <laughs> right you know and yeah and, and books are a little bit more uh difficult i mean because if you haven't read the book right. yourself you know your kid's gonna want to read it you're just like well you know what there's no and that's a perfect example nick i mean i guess you could read some synopsis of the book but that's a synopsis written by another person who may not think that may not think to include something like sex scenes or something in a book because that doesn't offend them or that's not something that they're they're writing the book to say this was written very well and all this, but they're not leaving they're not putting any information of that. So I mean there probably is stuff out there to where, you know, I mean there is a rating system on books. I mean, typically you'll see something that has like uh similar to where they'll say this is there's everybody has their own system of grading. Um you just have to know what it is. So the rating system for books is different. I've seen five different types of ratings for books. I've seen like uh, an EMTA one, which I think was by the MBRA. And then there's, there's all these other stuff that you just, it's just, you just have to know. So if you're, you know, for the most part, I don't censor what my kid reads because it's her imagination. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hand her a playboy or a playgirl and be like, Hey, have fun reading this or, you know, or, or whatever the girl's equivalent is the playgirl magazine or whatever. I'm not going to give her that, but if she's going to want to read a book, you know, I don't I don't necessarily know that's going to harm her. I'm probably not going to give her a bunch of smut at the age of 12. But if she was age 16 and 17 and wanted to read that stuff, but by all means or whatever, it's your own imagination at that point. Um, you know, it'll just they give you a, good articles. 
<laughs> but no, I'm just talking about like uh, I guess what I call is romance novels. As uh, you know, at 16 or 17, she's in the right. romance novels. The I mean, goes on the stick on the cover. <laughs> that's gonna give her an unrealistic outlook on guys because uh, that that's not how most guys are. <laughs> Russ, what are you thinking of all this? You've been pretty quiet. He's too busy playing games and not not involving himself. Well, no, I can't mean, blame him. <laughs> the thing is, is that the trio of you, when you guys get going on these roles, I mean, you just keep going. You, y'all keep going. I don't want to interrupt because the flow of conversation is really good. I mean, really, each one of you have children in the home in a time that I can't really relate to. We are in a whole new era of of availability of information. Um, gaming, movies, all of that is just, I mean, easily gathered. When, when my daughter was, was y'all was, was your kid's age, she had a flip phone, you know, and and she didn't really get a smartphone until she was almost 14 or 15. So, I mean, and even then when I gave her the, the smartphone, uh, it didn't have the capabilities that we really have nowadays. And she wasn't into large consoles gaming. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Nick's children, they, they love both consoles. You know, uh, Shane's kids, they love all the consoles. Patrick's daughter likes Xbox mostly. Um, she likes a Nintendo a little bit. Again, not much to worry about because Patrick can set the settings within some of that stuff. But I also, you know, I, I don't, I never had to deal with those things. So really, like, when it comes to those things... You guys have direct and immediate experience on those things. For me, again, conundrum, craziness, whatever you want to call it, I didn't have to worry about those things to the extent that you guys have to. Of course, I'm always going to worry. Of course, music and all that stuff, movies and things like that, but it's not the same that it was 10 years ago when Isabella was, you know, I think the eldest one that we have within the group is what, 10? No, how old is your daughter, Shane? Jasmine's 13. 13, yeah. so 13. So and, 10 well, years my ago. oldest is 18, so. But not well, well, yeah, but we're saying at, I'm the, saying at home. House. Yeah, in the house, dealing with these kind of like these, these the, the, the advert of technology, the, the advancement of technology. You know, I mean, that was 10 years ago. Um, my daughter's 22 now, so 10 years ago, it, it was a different scene. I mean, we were still... I mean, we we were still very techni- we were still very there was still ex- access to things but not in the way that it is now so you know it's I'm almost glad because I don't know that I could handle a Fortnite kid right now so I'm just you know thankful for that but you know I I've, I've enjoyed listening to you guys talk about it really yeah if I got to see my kid dad one more time I might kick her out the window <laughs> ah see do what I did I banned dad from my house yeah Dad's you banned it all you evil. want. You bad dad. You bad, bad it all you want. I guarantee you they do it behind your back. Be oh, like, that's hey, fine. As long as I don't have to look at that stupid crap. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> if I they think do it funny. in front of me, I'm on them. <laughs> I think it's funny. I just laugh. I give I give her crap for it, you know. Well, so, you want to look like a doofus? <laughs> well, you well, know, it's, it's, it's what they do. Because, I mean, when it's our, more like, in no, our day and age, it was the wow dances. You want to look for a doofus. It's... Do you want to look like I did when I was your age? <laughs> yeah, doing the wow dances. You guys want to dance like they did in the I wow never dance? did the wow. No, you know, you did stupid crap. Oh, yeah, like we all did it. Do. I was break dancing. 
Yeah, just like they do like your leg when dancing. you were a kid. You oh, just I was good. Stuff so, no, I mean, I, yeah. I hate the dab too, but I'm just like, you know, I probably did something as similar or as stupid as that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, whatever was know, current. What can yeah, whatever, I say? Yeah, I can't give them much the crap thing. for it because I'm sure I did the same stupid thing too. Not yeah, me. We all I give my. Oh game yeah, game you're the perfect perfection. Yeah. The, the image of perfection. I was the perfect <laughs> child. All of my brothers were jealous of me. How are you so perfect? I was born this way. Do the dab, baby. Shame Too bad my baby. adulthood went to crap. <laughs> He's not the baby though. Oh. That's the thing. <laughs> he was just treated as the baby, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Only by my grandma. Travis maybe was. I mean, Travis is the baby, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah so. So yeah, just as all this they say is the SRB serves serves purpose, but as adults, the SRB rating system means nothing to me. The only thing the only thing that I see downfall and negative of the SRB system is basically the all dreaded adult only rating. It's a killer for any game title, in my opinion. I think gamers, I think game companies, uh, game companies pull material out of their games so they don't have to have an adult only rating because they everybody do. knows oh, that sure it's, it's a yeah it's a it's a game killer for them. Because they know that the kid can't go to Walmart or Target or whatever department store you have. They can't, they can't even buy. sell them in retail stores with the AO rating. Oh, they can't? Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, they can't sell them at uh, any brick and mortar store with so, an OA rating. So basically, they know that it's a death killer. And in my opinion, that restricts content. So it restricts creativity to some extent because of that. So, I mean, that's my only thing that I think is a downfall to it is that it, uh, you know, or also that game, you know, Let's say a game company doesn't want a mature rating. They want to get more teens or more uh, everyone ten plus or you know teen or or mature. They want they want a teen rating, uh, you know uh, or you know sorry not the teen rating because yeah they want a teen rating, but they have this one little thing in their game that gives them a mature rating. So they go in and they strip content out of their game so that they can get that teen rating. I think it stifles creativity to some extent because the developer doesn't get a whole lot of say the publisher the one that's pushing it out basically says hey i think we're going to lose x dollars on this because it gets a mature rating let's go ahead and strip some of this stuff out so i think it stifles creativity and it stifles content um but other than that i think overall it's an okay system i would agree i mean yeah you know there there have even been news articles of you know developers or uh yeah especially developers stripping things out of their games just to get below that rating you know, not so much in the U.S. We're a little bit more lax on our rating system, but you know, Australia and uh, Australia is probably the most strict uh, rating system, and uh, whereas Europe, Europe and uh, U.S. are a little bit more lenient on the stuff they have. Because I, I can't remember what game was recently. I just I'm having a brain lapse here as far as what game it was recently. But there was a game recently that came out. Uh, that was rejected in Australia. Oh, actually, shoot, I don't think it's out yet. No, it came out, but they had it came out, but it wouldn't come out in Australia. They fought it, uh, and Australia just like no, can't do it. Well, so they had to cut crap out of it. I'm trying to remember what it was though. I yeah. think like wasn't you know wasn't wasn't like didn't didn't they basically do that to a Mortal Kombat game back in the day and they've done it like yeah. quite a few. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, oh, Kombat. it was the uh, uh, it was the medium, Nick. It was the medium. It's not out yet. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. It was the medium. Uh-huh. Yeah, medium. They the Australia said no to the medium for whatever reason. Uh, just on Australia, 
So I don't know. I don't think they said why they said no to it, but there was something in the medium, which is one game that I'm excited and looking forward to. Whatever that case may be, you know, in in some cases they do do that in Australia too, where they'll they'll restrict content like we're saying, but they'll only restrict it for Australia, right? right? Everybody else gets the regular version with the content that they restricted, but Australia or whatever, whoever rejects it, uh, they don't get that content. Yeah, I mean, so so Maybe. we don't know yet. We don't we don't know why the medium was because basically we're not told. I think it's the developer. So what that means is that the medium may yank out content. To be honest, they may have yanked out content to make it available for everyone, so they don't have to have multiple copies of. The and that game. sucks because I'm really looking forward to the medium. It or looks we could, really good. Or we could get something like what they did with The Witcher 2, where there was an Australian version. Because The Witcher 2 was originally rejected because of um, uh, you were being paid for sex, I think. Offered sex for payment of something. I think I can remember that one. Uh, but, you know, they, they do do this stuff. But for companies wanting to keep things together, they will often strip materials out. And I hate that. So I think it's definitely, um, it's definitely a, a bad thing. Um, you know, or, or some companies just take a hard pass and say, sorry, we don't want to push you then. I remember like Hotline Miami, that was a real popular game. They went and put out the second one that's banned in Australia. You can't play that. I love Hotline Miami. Yeah, exactly. The second one. But basically, also the Stick of Truth. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That one was banned in Australia. Yeah. I, I hate the fact that, you know, the ESRB or any similar uh, rating systems ban games, right? If they're so bad, they should just put them in a higher rating. Right, exactly. But, well, then that's the thing. You put them into a higher rating, and then they don't get sold because right. they will not mean, get sold. Because you move motor. from a sure to an AO. Yeah. Right, but I mean, that would be better than not allowing them to sell at all. Like, if, if they rated it as an AO in A lot in of those people in Australia end up... Bootlegging them. Getting, yep. Well, not bootlegging them, but they end up buying the game in U.S. and have it, right. uh, you know, because most games are, or most consoles nowadays are region free. So they end up buying them in the U.S. and just have them, uh, you know, shipped to them in Australia. Right. And they pay, you know, $100. And they for pay a $60 premium. game. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. it. You know, which sucks for them because, you know, for them, yeah. I mean, the ESRB and, and similar situations like that, like, like we've been talking they're good, and there is some bad to it. You know, that's the right bad now. part. For it. That's the yeah. bad part, is that not necessarily ESRB in the United States, but definitely in other regions, especially Australia, which it seems to happen the most, is they censor a lot of things that, you know, I mean, th- these individuals, like we said, they're going to buy them from the U.S. or from Europe, you know, uh, have them shipped to themselves. So you're just really just costing those individuals more money even if you come out with the come out with the highest rating then if it's so bad come out with a mature rating uh or create a new rating for it maybe not an ao but maybe like a mature plus it's well, a little beyond that. They have like a right i think australia already has like an m15 plus and they have oh, their they? rating system is way more in depth they're, they're, than i know their rating yeah, system is way more advanced well than well i wouldn't say advanced it's they have like PG MA 15 plus and like R 18 plus or something like that. And then they like have more ratings, time. right? They, have, they yeah, break they have it a, down. Yeah. They break so, it down. I mean, They're more linear in their, uh, uh, or more defined, I guess. Right. So, I, you know, so yeah, I mean, they all serve a purpose and their starting point, in my opinion, that's it for parents and, 
know, so as, they have good and bad to them, like I said. As a video game developer, it's a negative thing if you get an AO because then it's a death. It's basically the death nail for your video game in the U.S. because it can't be sold. I didn't even know that that it was a, that it was restricted to be sold in stores. I didn't know that. So learn oh, yeah. something new, and, and that's definitely that that definitely is a death nail for your product because it can't be sold in Walmart, Target, where kids with video games or anybody buys video games. Uh, you know, for the most part now though. I don't buy them in there, so maybe that'll be less of a death nail for them in the future as more and more things go digital because, you know, maybe those things are just hidden from a kid who logs onto a console that's age set at 13 or whatever. They won't see those because my kid can search the store right now and she can't see a lot of video games because of the age restriction that I set on her console. So she can't even see them when she searched for games. Well, then, you know, the AO rating, I mean... Most games that are AO, from my opinion, I've played a few that are AO. They're not really, <laughs> they're not very good games anyway, you know. So. Oh come on, Leisure Suit Larry is fun. Come on now. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leisure Suit Larry is fun, but Leisure Suit Magnum Larry Come is, is like my favorite game. <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry series. is normally not an AO game. You know, it's usually a mature, highly mature rated 17 plus game. Um, there have been a few AO ratings that have been given to Leisure Suit Larry. But at least Larry, for the most part, has been a uh, a mature game as the highest rating for it. You know, maybe not the last one, or maybe some other ones haven't been. But for the, for the most part, um, lots of a lot of them have been immature. I'm talking about the AO games. You know, the ones we right. saw on Steam, the ones that are just there for that particular thing. You know, they're they're like. And I don't think you would really cons- create. I don't. I don't consider those games. I. I don't either. But I mean, there have been games that I, are I, like I, that. Are they rated by the ESRB though? I don't even know if those are rated by the ESRB. They are not I technically think a video game. Everything. Well, I don't think so because they would be on the well, ESRB's list of A. They have rated. a rate. They have a rating assigned to them. By Steam though. They're well, not by the, Steam, yeah, but I would assume that Steam goes by the ESO or B rating. Well, then, but that's what I'm saying is they're not listed as a list a game in the AO rating because there's only 29. Eh, maybe not, maybe not. But even though I have played some games that are AO that are not those ones that we're talking about on Steam. Yeah, every one of us have played Andreas. <laughs> I mean, there Andreas, are some. the hot coffee mod. Maybe that was something that was hidden within the game. The developer shouldn't have done, and they eventually took it out of the game. But as far as the games that are, you know, <clears throat> San Andreas was not created for that sole purpose, right? There are games created for the sole purpose of having an AO rating. Those games are what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we know what they are, yeah. So, so, yeah, it serves a purpose. I think, you know, it's gone off on a tangent at this point. We've talked more about children and stuff than, than the rating. But the, like you said, ratings have for purpose. I don't know of anything else on this topic besides we talked about they came they basically started up in '94 and they're still going to this day as a self-governing entity. They're still going strong. A little bit of controversies here and there, but you know nothing that's. There's been a few things that have almost basically tanked them, but you know for the most part it seems to be an evolving system that everybody seems to be happy with, or the majority of people seem to be happy with at this time, except for if you're a young kid wanting to buy a mature game. <laughs> Walmart won't sell well, it to them. You know, here's my thing with the ESRB. It's better than having something else, right? It's better than mm-hmm. having that God-fearing individual, right, like a church, doing the rating system, right? Which could have happened, 
and it's better than having the government do a rating system. They have an independent system that's going to come in and say, this is what we think these games rate at. And for the most part, they're, 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 you know, they're not always 100%, but they're pretty close, right? When you get a mature game that's, that's mature, ready to mature uh, and you play it, you're like, yeah, I can understand that. Or a teen game or something like that. Now, again, it's not always a hit, right? Sometimes they'll write a, a game as mature or as teen or whatever, and you feel like you feel as an individual that it may have a higher or lesser score. But essentially, this this rating system gets it right. Yeah, they, most they of have time. a formula that says basically if you have this, this, and this, this is your rating. And it's it's basically a set of rules that they set up and that was accepted by everybody that says, hey, if you have if you have mild if you have sexual themes, violence, gore, and drugs in it, it's a mature rating. If you have this, this, and this, it's a a teen. If you have this, this, and this, it's E10 plus. And if all you have is cartoon violence, then you're everyone, you know, that type of stuff. So, I mean, they have a set of criteria that if you hit certain number of these criteria, you get bumped into the next rating. So, And some of them give you an automatic rating bump. Like, if there's nudity in it, you automatically get a rating bump to this, you know? Right. And I think it works well. I think it works well for what it is. And, again, to reiterate for the last time for myself, it's (laughs) up to the individual. It's up to the parent. It's up to the individual who's playing this game or going to provide this game to someone else to make the determination of whether or not this person can or cannot play the game. That's that's the general thing of it. The ESRB gives you a good idea of what this game is, but it's up for you to decide on whether or not the individual who's going to play it, if it's not you, or even if it is you, can or cannot play this particular game. Well, cool. I think that's all we got. Russ, Shane, you guys got anything you want to add to this conversation? Before we uh, wrap just, it up, just basically let's put an immature rating on this one because the dead horse. I mean, that thing is beat, bloodied, and pulped. Ah, he's still running around. We still got more. We can beat him some more. Somebody get out the baseball bat. We're always good about <laughs> about beating the horse to death. This is when he gets up and runs off. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode, and hope to catch you in the next one.